Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. Yes, guys, I'm sorry. Welcome to Ace Podcast Station. Welcome to the home of Rodri Giggs on football. Lots to discuss. Rodri will be along in uh, in just a second. A bit of housekeeping, as always, uh, just as we kind of wait for him. It's, uh, it's a bit Friday night for a change this evening. Uh, obviously, we usually do the Thursday, but um, we changed it up this week, just, just, just for this week. But uh, looking forward to discussing all things football. And there is lots to discuss. Also, Cardiff and Reading, which is going on at the moment. But uh, if you prefer your podcast in audio form, you can, of course, catch uh, this series, plus all the other content by Ace Podcast Nation, The Big Debate, uh, My Story, Daddy Button Fight Show, ben, uh, Sugar and Silk with Ben Doty and Michael Olajady Jr., uh, all via the Sports Social Podcast Network. So uh, please check that out. 
uh, it's always a good time always good stuff and uh, of course helps us out um in terms of sponsorships this show tonight's show is brought to you by sigmatic for for sigmatic should i say coffee um a superb coffee brand originating from finland back in uh, in the world war when coffee was rationed and, and the ingredients they made it with their uh, chaga mushrooms and over the years they have uh, gone out of their way to find the most nutritious healthy ingredients to go in their coffee and i gotta say like when i first read the ingredients and it said mushrooms i was like oh that sounds a bit ropey but it is the best coffee i've had ever um i literally have one cup a day 10 about 10 o'clock in the morning when i'm starting to flag and uh, it just keeps me sharp and ready for the rest of the day and uh, you can use the code ace nation all one word uh, you can use it for the subscription. You can use it for one-off purchases. You get uh, a nice little discount there. But give them a try. Helps us, obviously, uh, help yourself to some lovely coffee as well. But uh, I've been really, really impressed by just the, not just the, the the caffeine boost that it, you know, that you get from from coffee normally, but actually just feeling sharper and feeling more focused on the job at hand. And it lasts like so long like that 10 o'clock in the morning cup literally keeps me going and keeps me pretty sharp right up till till now i'm feeling good not feeling tired um and like without it i struggle i struggle this is it's a big one use the code ace nation as you can see at the bottom of the screen 30 percent off i think it is um but there's different uh different discounts for subscriptions and for the the one-off pay the one-off purchases as well i have the the think coffee is the one i use just get it i get the instant one delivered uh, every month but i've also got the filter coffee as well which is even better again tastes so good so so good um and that is what really surprised me is how good it tastes like real nice real nice um it's been a busy week in football there's sales going on there's champions league there's premier league there's been a classic europa league game last night as well um lots to discuss arsenal are they bottling it and of course the championship is really hotting up massive result for middlesbrough at the weekend as well um michael carrick doing a tremendous job we're going to talk about it all um i'm going to focus a bit on cardiff and the championship now just while we wait for Rodri, and then we'll get really stuck into the big stories of the week. Obviously, you've got, uh, seems like the Qatari takeover of Manchester United is in the process of being completed, which is um, going to be interesting because uh, Ten Hag is doing a tremendous job anyway. But um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, who they bring in, what they do with the money and, and all that sort of thing. It's going to really be an interesting few years in the Premier League because Chelsea are spending money like there's no tomorrow. And, of course, suddenly United are going to have money again and they're going to be out of debt. Liverpool up for sale. Very interesting. Very interesting. Not forgetting that Newcastle have got a bottomless pit of money. And if they can get top four this year, that's going to really open it up even further for these, these Premier League clubs, I think. And I think to a certain degree, we saw last night the difference in La Liga to the Premier League is massive. Like in, in the La Liga at the moment, because of the way the money is distributed, it's Barcelona, Real Madrid, 
and occasionally Atletico. Everyone else is an also run. Whereas in the Premier League, if you're not at it on a Saturday, you can get you can get beaten by any team in the league. Every single team has got you know world class players within their ranks to a certain degree. Um, so we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, so lots to discuss. Currently nil nil between Cardiff and Reading. But if uh, if you hear a shout, it's just because Cardiff have somehow managed to score. But it's unlikely. Let's be honest with Cardiff the way they are currently. They are not doing. Oh, they picked up a victory on the weekend. Finally got a victory. Seems like we haven't had a victory all season. It's been a long old time. Um, but as always, uh, particularly while I'm waiting for Rodders and I'm on my lonesome, if you've got any questions or a particular subject that you'd like to discuss, then please do. You know. Drop it in the comments, drop it in Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever you like. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, no Super 6 update at the moment because uh, Rodri, uh, sorry, Will is, has been away. So we haven't got an update. What I can tell you is Rodri got a much better week. He had 10 points this week and he thought he was finally going to catch up with me. And then I only went and scored 11 with a nice late five points to sort of take me above him. So actually, what he thought was going to be a decent week for him uh, ended up being another point to my lead. I think I'm about 40 points ahead. It's all for charity, obviously, but it's still satisfying. After I beat him last year as well, just emphasizing my superior footballing knowledge, I guess, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a mad week football-wise. Let's talk about Middlesbrough. As I kind of see a couple of Middlesbrough fans in the in the various chats. Uh, Michael Carrick doing a superb job, and you just can't knock him. They're right up to third. I don't think they're going to catch Sheffield United and Burnley, but that victory over Sheffield United has suddenly pulled Sheffield United within reach. Um, it's very, very interesting because, you know, Middlesbrough had two tricky games. Like Cardiff, I know Cardiff are not doing well, but it's still a tricky, tricky place to you know, tricky team to play, even at home. Um, so they beat them and then they beat Sheffield United uh, with Archer getting a couple. And they're down to, I think, it's five points. Yeah, five points now behind Sheffield United. And there's a long way to go. I know Sheffield United got a game in hand, but Michael Carrick's doing a tremendous job. But like you, you Middlesbrough fans in the chat, what has Michael Carrick changed about Middlesbrough from where you were before he came in? Like what is what has been the 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 change? What has he done differently to previous managers? Because he is doing a tremendous, tremendous job. Um, been really, really impressed with it. And I was impressed with the speed when he came in. I was impressed with he knew who he wanted in with him in terms of his staff. He knew who he wanted to sign and 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 he keep and the rest of it. And he just did it instantly. Just did it and got on with the job. And he just hit the ground running. And I think. That's so important for a new manager. Like you look at, sorry to go back to Cardiff again, but you look at Cardiff, they brought in a new manager. There was a bit of positivity about where it seemed like a good appointment, but he, he wasn't able to get that new manager kickstart. And then, it, you know, they picked up a victory the other day. Hopefully they can carry that on. But but Michael Carrick, he did get that new manager kickstart and he, and he has just moved on from that further and further. And they just look, they look like the team to beat at the moment. But, you know, Burnley obviously is uh, kind of running away with the league a bit. But in terms of who else, I think suddenly Sheffield United look vulnerable. 
which is interesting because they didn't, you know, they didn't look vulnerable at all. It looked like it was going to be Burnley and Sheffield United all day long. But that win by Middlesbrough has just pulled them back a little bit. Michael Carrick will be very happy. And uh, he's doing a, a tremendous job at Middlesbrough. And that's going to be uh, a very interesting development in terms of the how the championship race kind of goes the rest of the season now. Because if I'm looking at that and I'm looking at the form, I would be... It would be difficult to bet against Middlesbrough, it's got to be said. But even Luton underneath them, um, there's another four points in terms of that. But the form, Middlesbrough, Luton, Burnley, they're the teams to beat at the moment in terms of form. So um, <coughs> it's going to be very interesting, that championship race. But uh, the man himself is here. Uh, welcome to former FC United, former Banga City winger, Mr. Rodriguez. How are you, my friend? You good? Something, you right? All good, mate. All good. Just... Fridays, Fridays, a nightmare for me. I know. That's why we switched on it to Thursday. No, no, no. And then, do you know what I thought about last night? Is like we switched it because United Barcelona after Cunter, and we didn't. Yeah, because it was like early kickoff, wasn't it? So we could have just done it after. But there we go. I watched. I watched it in the pub. I did, mate. So yeah. um, it was a bit of a treat for me. Uh, nice. Oh, do you know though? Let's talk about that game. Um, I was saying earlier, like, oh, I was just saying just now. Uh, I think the league, the, the difference in quality in, in leagues between the Premier League and La Liga is massive. Um, I think La Liga is just not what it is, not what it used to be. And also, I think it, a big a big part of it is the way the money is distributed because all the money goes to those sort of top three teams. The other teams are just never able to kind of build up any real momentum. So it's always a three-horse race. It's always the same three teams. But what it means is when they come to Europe, like Barca got absolutely trounced in the Champions League this year. And United should have won last night comfortably in the end. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think Old Trafford will, will do them because they look way too open. Mate, way, too, look, way too open. Like United missed some big chances. And don't get me wrong, it's hard to go to the new Camp. Like, but... I just look at that and I think you put in Martinez back in, you put Sabitza in against alongside um, Casemiro and suddenly United look even stronger and you just think if can Barcelona, the way they play and the way they, even the way they set up but also the players that like the two fullbacks, their game is very attacking so they're not going to change the way they play and you just think Rashford, Sancho Ganacho, if he played, like they're going to have so much space in those channels that you just think, even if Barca play better, which you'd expect, and they'll get chances. United will be stronger at the back with Martinez there. Shaw's going to be a left back, which makes them stronger. But then United just look like they could score for fun on the break. If Barca play as open as they did yesterday, like I see nothing but a United win for that game. No, like I say, they look uh, open. Probably Martinez comes back into it. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I think we'll do them at um, Old Trafford next week. Yeah, I like, think so. They, like I say, they had, they had probably the better chances, didn't they? The second yeah. half, it, it, was, it was like a basketball game, but we mm -hmm. had the better chances and just just that last ball in, this, in the last third. 
that wag horse, the wag horse one was the the one when it was well that that make it made it one nil uh, no i so, know but it's just in terms of chances like yeah you've, was, you've uh, got yeah you've got to take yeah, and then yeah and then we then we go one nil up did, because they went one nil up didn't they yeah it was one nil to bar so yeah i think we go one nil up i think yeah it's a, it's a different game because we can then sit in and catch them on the break mm. um interesting like I thought we talked. I think it probably might be last year. The away goals count in this. No, they don't, which is my. I don't like that, but there we go. Like, we talked after the first Leeds game, and Fred was off the back of one of the worst Premier League performances for an individual player I'd seen for a long time. And then he came back, he played pretty well against Leeds on Sunday, and then he's gone to the new camp and remembered he can play football. Now, surely having Casemiro next to him cannot influence his individual performance that much. But it seems to. He looks a completely different player with and Mate, without you're Casemiro. You're talking about an, an elite midfielder here. Yeah, but and Fred's someone, a Brazilian international. Someone, what? Fred's a Brazilian international. He's not like a I understand. Player. I understand that. I'm talking about Casemiro when he comes yeah. in there. It's Makes just... No, the, at the end of the, the game when he when he's ended up in covering like left back and he just spring and then he's in the right back he just springs up it and he's just got a a a, hat, a, knit, a knack of being in the right place, um yeah and he's and, he, and obviously that makes better play the players around you better when you mm. play with better players they they make you better there's no doubt about that yeah and I was interested listening to Luke Shaw talk about Casemiro and his influence and he said he says like as soon as he's in the side the defense feels safer and more stable and and funny enough like I thought Casemiro was excellent last night again but he also made the mistake which led to the second goal he gives the ball away his passes a bit wayward but he just doesn't look affected by it he still after he made that mistake he still but went and because I was just—I've just been coaching now, um, five to seven. I do it down on a Friday night, and I was telling the kid that, saying you get frustrated and it takes away from your game. And these top players—they just brush it off and just you know go again. You're gonna—they're they're, they're not robots. They're gonna make mistakes. It's—it's it's your reaction from it. What's mm. what's what's your next thing? Are you going to compound that mistakes by keep making the same mistakes by thinking about the mistake you've just made, or you're going to the next thing you do is going to be positive, and then the positive one after that, and then we're off. So, yeah, it's just a, a, a mentality that these these top top players have. Um, yeah, I, the other thing as well, mate. I thought that uh, you know, I thought United were outstanding. I thought it was a, an amazing game to watch, like so enjoyable to watch. As, a, as just a one-off game, like just it was yeah, just enjoyable, like, wasn't it? It'd be nothing like the down at Cardiff tonight. That'd be an absolute ball fest. It'd be brutal, mate. There's been a load of yellow cards already. Um, just sort of keeping a little eye on it. But I'm getting, you, mate, because man and his dog there. Because Cardiff bloody against uh, Birmingham the other day, they changed their for he changed the formation and he played like five three two. And they looked so much better in that formation. It looked like it suited the players better. They it, looked more solid. That formation is all down to the wing-backs. If you've got wing-backs that go up and down, then it doesn't matter how you play that. But that is, it's all down to that. Because we play that. The two wing-backs are good. Like, yeah, that's well, there, one there of the two go, players then. are good. 
but they've gone back to four that four two or four three one two thing today, and like I'm a bit gutted by it because. Yeah, but mind you, know, you're playing, mate. They've got, yeah. they've got you know hints and someone and someone else. If they double up, it becomes difficult then. Yeah, but Reading so, play the same formation. They play like three five two as well. So I just assumed that he'd. All right. Well, maybe they want. Maybe they want to double up and do the, yeah. the, other, the other thing. Yeah. Be interesting. Though. Like Cardiff have just got to grind it out, mate, and just try and get something. Doesn't really matter how they get it. They just got yeah, to get they, it. Whatever formation you play, ultimately the players have got to play well. Doesn't matter yeah. what formation you play. Absolutely, mate. Um, I thought uh, like Rashford is just. He's on fire at the moment. He just looks, just like he looks like he's hit another level that he's never hit before in terms of his consistency. But also, I think is is uh, when he run the way he's running at players, he just looks like someone who's full of confidence. And I don't think there's another forward player in Europe at the moment who is in better form or like he is top top level. And I think. Yeah. Um, I saw some people speculating saying, "Oh, you know, if they, it wasn't for Rashford." United wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But I think that's a bit disingenuous because you look at Luke Shaw, probably arguably the best left-back in Europe at the moment. And With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's also doing a good job at centre-back. Slash centre-half, yeah. Yeah, Varane uh, is doing an excellent job. De Gea had another good game. Casemiro, obviously, we talked about. But even Wambasaka um, is doing Wambasaka, really well. Yeah. And you know, I had a conversation with someone yesterday because they were saying, "Oh, Wambasaka will go at the end of the season." I said, "Well, why would they sell him unless they get like a massive, like, you know, obviously they're going to get bought." Um, no, it's it's all down to me. If they're going to if they're going to sell him, it's because they're going to bring in someone better. Yeah, but then the, I think the, the options reason. they got, mate, they because they got yeah. Dallo, who's like a more attacking fullback. But then they've also got when you go to the new camp, um. Wambasaka, and I don't think there's many fullbacks in the world who are better defensively, particularly in the one on ones. No, no, it's just offense needs to get better, but it has got yeah. better, and his crosses have got a much, much, much better. Yeah. It's obviously some wait, some managers, some absolute decent manager like Ten Hag is, has actually come in and Coach. said, You need to work on your crossing. Yeah. It's a shambles, and he yeah. has done. And you can see the work. He's, you can see the work's paying off. And I don't know why it's took three years. How long he's been there? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we will get there in the end. Even last night, though, mate, I thought he did quite well going forward as oh, well. Yeah, no, and then, I agree. What about um, before we move on to Arsenal, Man City? What uh, what do you make? It looks like the Qataris are going to buy United. That seems to be where it's heading. What? Uh, what? How do you feel about that, mate? Because obviously, for a lot, a long, long time, Man City have been like the butt of the joke and and kind of had the piss taken out of them for for the oil money and that. Is it different because Man City are only in there? So people think Man City are only in the position they're in because of the money, whereas United are already, you know, a big club, one of the biggest in the world. 
So is it yeah, different we're, we're, or is it spending, just a case of fans just want the best for their club? Yeah, with the spending really power, I don't I don't agree with United can still match City. They can't. Yeah, I don't know about that at the moment. But just we'll simply look, because we'll, well look at look at what they've spent in the last what two years? They've spent more than City. Yeah, yeah, but I'm on about like now, like in the last. But what I'm, this is what I'm saying. It, it, well, it was a common, not a full stop. But you rudely interrupt me again. No, well, here we go. So it no, but it's the infrastructure that City yeah. have got right. It's everything: the academy, the women's team, everything is on site. It's immaculate. They built around the stadium. They built the surrounding areas to make it better, which was a dump. So they've made it a lot better. They haven't just come in and just fixed on the, the game, the, the ground. They've done the surrounding area as well. So other people have benefited from it. Now, Old Trafford is Sulphur Keys. So Sulphur Keys don't really need an upgrade. It's, you know, the the Coronation Street's just moved there. IT, ITV just moved there. BBC's new, brand new studios is there. So Sulphur Keys is lovely. It may be around, no, but if you go into the industrial estate, then, no, now you could, there's enough area there when you could probably do something and mm. which, which the, 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 it should be, everything should be on site there. And if it, it would take five to 10 years, but I'm pretty sure that's the way they're going to go about it because why else, what else would they do? Carrington's a dump. It's flipping miles away. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so everything should be on site. Yeah, I think I saw that. Um, I don't know how reputable it was. Someone on social media was saying that there's like a list of the things they want to invest in. Yeah, that's right. And they want to make United debt free. They want to give them a bit, you know, a load to spend on players, and and they want to fix the stadium up and the rest of it. But ultimately, I think the most important thing is that Ten Hag gets the back in that he needs because what he's achieved in the time he's been what he's done in six months is mad like but going back to what Ten Hag's done in the last six months the reason why I find it interesting or so interesting is you look at a Wan-Bissaka right very good defensively but struggling going forward but Solskjaer never you know, no, it doesn't seem like anyone coached, like tried to coach him to be better going forward. He was like, he was all, I know there's a responsibility of a player to improve certain things themselves, but also coaches have got to coach what they've got. And it felt like Solskjaer and, and Ranjek and, and whoever, like it doesn't feel like for a long time there's been a coach there who's making the players who are in the squad, whoever they are, whether they're, whether they're good enough or not, you need the coach to get the best out of who's there before you look to the transfer. I, I know what you're saying, but I kind of disagree because you've got a coach last manager that's doing very, very well at Ipswich and a coach last manager who's doing very, very well at Middlesbrough. So, and them two people were there for what? Two years? Mm. So, um, but, but, you know, I'll go, I'll go back to Ten Hag and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's just chalk and cheese. It's just chalk and cheese. Whatever that Eric Ten Hag's been, he's turned the club round and, and made them league winners. Um, where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done it at mould, but you know it's just a different kind of coach, a real, a real, real top, 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 top coach. And, and I'm afraid Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not that. Mm. 
No, he's he's a, he's a he's a cl- club legend and done a very good job at the club. But you know, there's there's difference to le- there's different levels to this yeah. thing, different yeah. levels in players, different level of referees, different level in managers and coaches. And Ten Hag is a top top coach. No one's seen this coming. No one, you know, it, none of us think. Well, wait a minute, United might be challenging this year. Then they thought, oh, it's going to take two, three years. Boom, straight away brings three or four players in. And they change it straight away. Martinez, Casemiro, Ericsson, even the the, the camel up front that he put in number ten last night did a really good job, and he should have scored. But he looks much better actually at number. The team looks better when he plays number ten compared to yeah. when he plays number nine because Rashford goes through the middle. But what he's done with what he's done with Sancho, he's handled that situation oh, very yeah. very well. He's bring that uh, the Ronaldo here. situation, he handled very very well. Um, I- if you and could put the your... ones come it was is a bit he's gonna obviously give me a slow burn a bit. He's, he's not done badly. He's still I think scored look... bad goals, he's just yeah. I think they look better with Anthony in the side, mate. Uh, on that side, they'd look a bit more I, solid. I, I, I think. think when Sancho gets going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree but, with that. Sancho, I think this is good. what we need, mate. This is what we need. Options, uh, tr- your training games are your tougher games than the Premier League games. That's what you want, and then the Premier League games come easy so here's the thing then right as a as a coach yourself as a united fan like if you could put your finger on one thing that ten Hag has changed within the team the club whatever it may be discipline. in the six months just discipline Dis- yeah? discipline just discipline even the marcus ratchford thing all right you got up late nice one sit on the bench yeah so, it would have been so easy to ignore that and start because yeah, he was in so fire and... now would 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 Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have done that? Absolutely not. He would Ralph Rangnick have done that? No, Ralph Rangnick. No, no, because they they've got they're under, under pressure, and you know, the, yeah, where he's confident in his own ability. If some okay, if you mess up, someone else will come in and do the job. But you can, there's yeah. a there's a hierarchy. There's a, there's a there's a set way. Are we doing things? And this is how we do it. I don't, you know, you've got to get up late. Okay, fine. You're punished. It's uh. He looks yeah, so comfortable in the job, doesn't he, Ten Hag? He looks like yeah. he was like born to and do you've it. You've seen him all come out of his shell now. You know, having to go at the referees and the, and the linesmen last night, and his discipline when the referee come over, give him a yellow card. He still had a little bit of go, but then knew when to mm-hmm. stop. So he's not he's not a stupid man either. So before yeah, we move he, on, mate, I want to ask you about that that penalty, uh, the sending off. Like, what's the referee seen there for to not give that as a at least a free kick and a red card depending on if you think it's out of the box but like I cannot see for the life of me how that's not a free kick like I can't work it out I've looked at it a couple of times like he's through on goal it's it's, it's a stupid rule if the referee doesn't give it then they're not going to overturn it but if he'd give it then they're not going to overturn that because they're going to stick with the referee but um, it's a foul it's a foul it's he was foul. clear. He was clear through yeah, on goal. Like yellow card or red card, but well, it's a yellow a red, card. Think, but yeah, but I don't but, think it's a red. But it's, it's a uh, red, isn't it? If it's outside the box, it's supposed to be a red. If it's inside yeah, the I, box, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a red card though, because it's just it's just clumsy. And I don't think I think there's a defender next to him. So, but it's a foul. It's a foul. Yeah, it's got to be a foul. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like on the domestic front in the Premier League. Um, we've been kind of waiting for Arsenal to have a wobble and they are definitely having a wobble. I will not 
have anyone kind of say that like, someone tell me the other day are oh, they you know they've just played some good teams if you look at their form in the last couple of games they are having a wobble there's no doubt about it it's how they come through this now because they've lost two of their last three they haven't won in three games and man city are now top yes they got a game in hand but united are breathing down their neck as well united are just churning out results constantly arsenal are under pressure and it's We've all been waiting for them to bottle it. Are they bottling it? Or is it just they've had a couple of tough games? Yeah, I just think they've had a, they, they, they've had a couple. Who, who did... So they lost to City, didn't they? Similar. Yeah. Um, who do they play? Let me go back. Everton, wasn't it? Everton, that's right. Yeah, yeah Everton. But so... that's a game they've got to be winning, isn't it? I know that Everton had a new manager and the rest of it. But they used to be... Got to win that game, Everton. Yeah, we'll see how they do Saturday. It's an early kickoff. Uh, way at Aston Villa, which won't be easy. They, they seem to have turned it round um, against his old club, Unai yeah. Emery. So you'll have a point to prove. Yes. Um, if they draw or lose against Villa, do you think they've got a real problem? Yeah. In terms of the title race. Yeah. To because um, a, a, a wise man always told me. Uh, a very a good team never gets beat three times in a row, no. never. Especially against teams, they should, like all right. You can excuse the city result, but yeah. I think if you're if two of those three games are against whatever Everton happens and, Saturday, we don't Everton lose. And Villa. Yeah. Whatever whatever happens Saturday, we don't lose. If they lose, then yeah, because a good team doesn't a good team does not lose three team three games in a row. Yeah, and Villa. Um, Villa Park is a difficult place to go. When you need to win a game, it is not a nice it's place. It's a very go. nice place to play football, though. But, yeah, it can be difficult, especially when they've turned it around. So, it but won't like be even, easy. even the way Arteta conducted himself, I know we, we've talked about his, uh, the way he conducts himself anyway. But, like, the way he behaved in the City game, particularly, he looked like a man who was feeling the pressure because he was getting involved in spats and... and there was scuffles. Yeah, he's got, he's and, got a curb that because that can seep into his players and then, you know, it creates lose, panic, lose doesn't it? And fr- yeah. becomes a bit frenetic. Back. Yeah. I was, I was, imp- I got to say, I was impressed with uh, Man City uh, on whatever it Wednesday, Tuesday. That was the best I've seen them play probably for a couple of months. I thought second half they were outstanding. Um, and they looked like, they looked like in that second half, like the team that we've been expecting for the, like the last six weeks, because we keep thinking they're going to start churning out these victories and playing this football that they've played for the last few years, and they haven't quite done it. It's been very disjointed. And then second half against Arsenal, they looked like that team that we've been waiting for um, or expecting. It's, it did make me laugh. Um, Arteta has been urging the Premier League to protect uh, Arsenal uh, against very difficult schedules, and it's like I just thought like United have played what Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday every week for the like the last three, four, five weeks, and Arsenal have been a lot of those weeks free in the midweek games. So I thought that was quite interesting that he's picking up on something which probably hasn't affected his team a great deal. Um, some breaking news, uh, Shake. Uh, Hazim, Hazim, I, I think it's pronounced, has confirmed a Qatari bid to buy a Premier League club. Um, 
there was a soft deadline for 10 o'clock tonight for submitting proposals for Manchester United. Um, look, it is it's going to be a mad couple of years or a few years in the Premier League if they if Qatar owns United. Chairman, the chair, imagine the chairman of one of the Qatari banks. Imagine how much dough he's got. Yeah. Well, mate, they're going to have United owned by Qatar. You're going to have Man City with the money they've got. You're going to have Chelsea trying to sign every player under the sun. You've got Newcastle with a bottomless pit of money. And um, who else is there? Liverpool are up for sale. They've carried no debt and they say all profit will be reinvested into the community through the throughout through the 92 Foundation. Mark, it'll be happy about that. The Rain Group, who <laughs> organised a potential sale on behalf of the Glazer family, asked the initial bids to be made by 10pm UK time on Friday. He's a United fan, supposedly, as well, isn't he? Statement um, that he shaped. Jasmine Ben Hamad Altini today confirmed his submission of the bid for 100% of Manchester United Football Club. The bid plans to return to the club to its former glories, both on and off the pitch, and above all, will seek to place the fans at the heart of Manchester United Football Club once more. The bid will be completely debt free via Shake 9 2 Foundation, which will be. We'll look into the investment into the football team, the training centre, the stadium and wider infrastructure, the fan experience and the communities the club supports. The vision of the bid is Manchester United Football Club to be re-owned for, for, for football and excellence and regarded as the greatest football club in the world. Certainly saying the right things, isn't he? More details of the bid will be released when appropriate if, if and when the bid process develops. So... A lot of the journalists, uh, like BBC and Manchester Evening News and that, were reporting yesterday that this guy, you know, these people were the ones who look like they're going to basically outbid Jim Ratcliffe and anyone else. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I think if they uh, are successful in... It looks like, like a, a, it's like a Middle East war, won't it? Newcastle, yeah. United and City. And United. Or, who's more the... Who's more the... Well, the thing is, right, if you take money out of the equation in terms of who's got more, they've all got a bottomless pit of money, then it becomes a footballing That's thing. Only one, only one choice, isn't it? And I think you have to, if you're honest, even if, you know, team people who hate United, if you've got a choice, like, and the wages are the same for United, Newcastle and Man City, most footballers are going to pick Man, C- uh, Man United. They just are. But, like, i got to say, it looks like this takeover is going to happen quite quickly as well I think the chances of Mbappe signing for United are massive in the summer, I thought he was going to sign for United in the summer anyway because I felt like it was just the when you looked around Europe it fitted like what he's looking to do in the next part of his career like you know like a project where he's going to be the focal point and, and uh, everything and I just think with the Qataris taking over, the chances of him signing are massive. Um, 200 mil. Mbappe. Boom. Boom. Dropped. Where would you play him though, mate? Would you drop Rashford for Mbappe? You, you can play them both where they, where they both like playing. You put send it forward on that left. You can mix them up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, mate. I, like, can you imagine like where... They, they, they can play along any of them three positions. All I three of them. Oh, mate, I can't wait to see a workhorse with Mbappe just playing off him. Be incredible, mate. He won't be there next year. <laughs> He's I, alone. He's back to Burnley, mate. I want to see... I might the, be in the Premier League next year with, with company. With I yeah. want to see Zabitza play with 
Casemiro, mate. I do because I think and, Eric, and Ericsson. What well, that's a bit to me. I think he looks something real good. Yeah, yeah. Bayern Munich don't don't have mug players. Mm. They just turned over PSG on their own patch yesterday or this week. So there's <laughs> no mugs. So we can't get in Bayern Munich side. All oh, right, must be shit then. No, yeah, these are, what these, do you, are, um... these are very good players, especially at Bayern Munich. They're all. Yeah, but I like yeah. his I like his aggression as well as he like he's he looks like he's not good, play the game. Yeah. What about uh, who's you, who's impressed you this week in the Champions League and Europe and the uh, other games you saw? You know what? I've been so busy this you week. Stood out, mate. I've not really, I've not really watched um, Tuesday. What was I doing Tuesday? Tuesday was busy. Monday, I, w- I watched a bit of the 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 Merseyside derby, but I fell asleep in the second half. So Tuesday, don't know what I was doing Tuesday. And Wednesday, I had a game myself, so I was there. Um, and last night, what was I doing last night? Obviously watching United. And then tonight, I'm it. I've been straight coaching, so I've been all over the show this week. So I haven't really watched any football. Yeah, I've been at had... football, not, but not on the telly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously you had Bayern turned over Paris in Paris. You'd yeah, expect, I've seen that. Yeah. You'd expect Bayern to go on and win that now comfortably. You had Milan beating Tottenham. i got to say, AC Milan didn't look great. And I'd expect Tottenham to go through from that. From there, Chelsea lost, mate. No matter, they've signed all these players. Yeah, Dortmund are, Dortmund are a good side, though. And it's only 1-0. They're always a good side, the Dortmund, aren't they? Yeah, Jude Bellingham, captain, mate, man of the match again. Yeah, he's a good player. He won't be there next year. United might grab him. No, I no. Think, he's, think he's Liverpool bound, mate. Well, I'll tell you that. Liverpool, Liverpool the what would you have got Liverpool at the minute? Well, he seems to be. It seems to have been already set. But then I look at it, and then I they're not going to be in mate, the. Where do you get this information from? Well, it's just been everywhere, isn't it? But then, mate, like the thing which I always think with with Bellingham and United is he was so close to going to United. So I just think. If he was going to go to the Premier League, no, but you've got, not got to look at where's, where's I think who, who's on the ascendancy at the minute. Who's the yeah, most on the ascendancy at the minute? But it's not Liverpool. You, you're either no. going to go United or City or Newcastle. You're not and going I to go think Liverpool. If he looks at in terms of his development, I think if it was me at least, I'd be looking at Ten Hag. I'd be looking at the players that he's given chances to this year, like young players. Who like Ganacho, you know, started off he was going to just be you know a bit part player, but because he was so good and played so well, he became a first team member who was plays every week, give up you know either off the bench or started. So I'm looking at if I'm a young footballer who's going to make the next stage of my career, I'm looking at that. They all I, been. I'm not. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at what coach is going to make me better. Well, yeah, there's that side of it as well. What's but I just gonna mean, who's going to make me better? If you Ten look at City, though, mate. Guardiola, who's going to make me better? That's what you want as a player. Especially when you're a top player, who's going to make me better? Who's going to get that extra 5% out of me? But then Klopp does that, mate, could you not say? Yeah, yeah, but do you want to be losing while you're doing it? Because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. in turmoil at the minute. They're, they've yeah, got they're so many other players. that they've, they've dropped the ball by not refreshing in the right areas. And now they're getting left behind and it's going to take, you know, they've just dropped off a cliff suddenly. Well, last my like, last, couple, last three years, they've been like a, the best of the best. And then what's happened? I don't know. You know, Van Dyke looks like he's on his way out. Henderson's 
won't be there won't be there much longer. Tiago's not quickest. Uh Keita's not turned Keita's not turned out the way they want to. Fabinho, mm, you know, Harvey Elliott's a decent player, but he's lightweight. So so this Darwin Nunes, yes, he, he can he can do the hundred meters in ten seconds, but you know, he's yet to set off. Mo Salah. Mm, he's been you know, hit and miss, haven't he? That Darwin yeah. Newton, Darwin they've missed Nunes. Firmino, they've missed Mane. You know, big players. Big, this I place? think it's such a mistake selling Mane, Liverpool. Yeah. They made a massive yeah. error selling him. Well, people they don't should... realise how good a player they until, until the player leaves. Well, he did. All, he was the one who, who led the press. He was the one who made, I think, to a not saying Salah's a bad player but yeah, I think he made Salah look good all, well. all his goals as well and all his, but they don't, they don't see that so it's gone and alright must have been him and my one criticism actually of Klopp I think over the years at Dortmund as well is that he doesn't he re, doesn't refresh the squads until those players are on their sort of last legs if you like and there's no choice but to refresh the squad mm, whereas so the best managers always are Alex Ferguson was so good. He he, he, he did. He, well, like I said four, it's like four or five teams over well, two I, decades, probably more. Yeah. I said to you a couple of weeks back, man. Keep you know, Fergie would always spend more um, when, when he won. Yeah, when won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was to keep his team on the toes mm. and give him that extra, you know, oomph. Um, and keep them, you know, motivated. Even though most of them didn't need motivated because they were that type of that, that type of people. But yeah, it was it was an excellent excellent. You no, know, bringing strikers in. The amount of strikers you brought in. It was like uh, Cole and York. Then then they're coming to the end. Then Van Nistelrooy come in. Then he brought in uh, Berbatov as well. Then Rooney. Then mm. who else was it? Then but then. Um, Ronaldo, Tevez, Van Persie, you know, he identified it really, really well. He was lucky with his midfield because his midfield was set for a long time because it was obviously Keane, Scholes, Ince, Sput, McCarrick. So they were his midfield for a long, long time. So he was was helped by that. But you've got to identify it. It's difficult. It's difficult. What do you make of Chelsea, mate, at the moment? Like in terms of process, mates. Look, remember when Fulham bought all them players, and Forest now that buying all them players, it takes time. Now, what are we? 19, 20, 20 games in, and Forest seem to be just Finally about be, yeah. getting there. Yeah, it's going. It's going it, to be the same with with Chelsea, but you'd you'd think it'd be a lot quicker because the better players. But um, is Graham uh, is Graham Potter going to get that? The time that I think like, I think he has to. Oh, what's the point of uh, appointing him? You're bringing all these. You're not helping him by bringing all these players in. At, you know, eight yeah. players in, in a window doesn't help. You need to get the players out that you don't want because that becomes a panic as well. You know, players aren't playing. Uh, you know, bitching about the manager. This cunt fucking don't know what he's doing. Mm. You know, this 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 goes on. Players want to play when they're not playing, and they think the, the coach is a bell end. Then you know it's like acid; it's like it cancer around them. Yeah, and you know, then then they get two or three like it, and then that's it. Then so I, you, I was you, just you lose the dressing room. Yeah, 
And the thing is, right, I was just looking at their their squad from the game against Dortmund. You had Fernandez in there. You had uh, the Z- Zikic, uh, Felix. You had Mudrich. Uh, who else is there? Any other new players? So that's it from the new players, right? But then you've got a couple on the bench as well. Who and some of them are bony. Some of the you've like, got Zvich, Mason Mount. You've got all, but all those players, players mate. The ones who were there before these players come in are not in the squad. So we're like, they're the ones who are going to be bitching, isn't it? Because they're not playing. Hundred percent or wanting away. It's just, just, just a not. It's just not everyone's pulling in the right direction. Yeah, it needs everyone pulling in the right direction, especially when you've got good teams around you like Arsenal, City, United. Newcastle, Liverpool, Tottenham. You know, it's difficult. Brighton are doing well. Fulham are doing really, really well. So, yeah, it's not easy. And you've just been given £600 million of players and you're at a top club that usually wins things. And if they don't win things, then the manager gets sacked. But there's a new owner. There's a new philosophy about doing things, they said. And he's going to be given at least two or three years. But, you know, it's a result business at the end of the day. They need to start winning a few games. Yeah, like even on the bench, they had that for Farm. <laughs> they signed in January. They had uh, Chuck when when Mieka. They had, uh, and then but then they got the the lad from uh, who was playing for Brighton, Kukurela, uh, who was playing week in week out, and now he's on the bench because they've signed all these new players. So I wonder. And Mason Mount was a first team first name on the team sheet on the bench. So like. How are these players around the place? Cheek, you could go on. There's, there's loads of players there. Uh, Ziyech, there's loads. There's, yeah, there's loads. So, like... All on big dough as well. It's part of the problem with the way their season's going that they did... When they brought all these players in in January, they didn't really get rid of anyone, apart from, I think, one, maybe two. Like yeah. they should have tried to get rid of some of the ones who were it's not. It's difficult when you want to get rid of these players, but they're on 120 grand and well, I'm sweet. I'm yeah. happy. Well, I'm not happy, but I'm not going there for 80 grand when I'm getting 120 quid and 120 grand here. I'm living in Chelsea and living in London. Nah, wait. It's in a bit. Well, the example I always use is Phil Jones at United, isn't it? He's on so much money at United. He's getting the best medical care for his injuries. Exactly. Why is he going to and go Chelsea, Yeah, but Chelsea, living in Chelsea, kid there yeah. in the fucking King's Ride. <laughs> oh, that bollocks. No. Lovely place to live, London. No, Cobham, beautiful. Beautiful. Why would you want to go anywhere? Exactly. It's sorry, no, sorry, Cobham. My, my friend lives actually around the corner. It's beautiful. His missus is a, a big producer for Disney, so... Is it? Nice, nice, lovely, nice. Lovely part of the world is. Um, so you know, and, and, Will, and Will doesn't live far from there. It's nice, nice area. I was going to say he lives up around. Yeah, he, li- he lives way, in he? there. He lives more, more uh, Bedfordshire. That's his heart for Surrey, isn't it, Cobham? Mm. He's on the other side. Do you know um, uh, from the North London derby? Remember that kid? Or oh, actually, I we thought it was a kid. It was actually a thirty-four, thirty-five-year-old bloke who kicked. Um, all right, yeah. Ramsdale at the sentence. What was the sentence? Uh, he pleaded guilty to assault by beating. He was given a community order and told to pay £100 to Aaron Ramsdale. Um, Fucking idiot. No, but do you know what, right? Now, don't get me wrong, it wasn't but like... He's a grown man, you're 35 years of age, yeah. and you're kicking another right, man 
them running away up the stairs and hiding with a scarf around your face. Mate, what are you doing? It, isn't it? He also admitted to throwing coins on the pitch. Yeah. But this is... He needs like, a good slap, that's what he needs. Oh, it's embarrassing, mate. And this is the thing, though, right? Is I think it sets a bit of a... Not a dangerous precedent, but I don't think that the sentence actually is a good thing because what you had is you had a fan... Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Enter the airplane area and physically assault a, a player yeah, and, he's, and he's been, and he's given a hundred pound fine yeah I agree in a community service and that's, order. A, that's a problem to me mate because if you remember Jack Grealish a couple of years ago when he was playing for Villa had that guy come behind him and punch him like proper punched him from yeah, behind it was a it was terrible a punch, poor punch yeah no but but in terms of like I get that what this one it wasn't like you know a serious assault it was a kick up the ass but it's not the point. Is Jack Grealish handled that well, by the way. I had to turn around and volleyed him right in his head. Oh, yeah. He didn't, he just laughed, didn't he? If I remember I correctly. Well, I just... rugby tattled him, volleyed him right in his head. Well, I think the guy was lucky that all the other players had gone like they were setting up for the set piece or whatever. Because I think if he had done it where there was his teammates are all there, you could yeah. have ended up with a nasty situation. All right. It's like. What say what he does for work? Say he works in a warehouse. He come in your warehouse, just punch you in the head. No. How would you like that? It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But you know, you should be getting. You should be put in prison. You got to put a deterrent to one of these because if some someone's going to get really hurt, it's just a shit house move by kicking him in the back and running off. He didn't even stand there and give him a bit more grief. He, he ran off and scuttled off like a little weasel. Yeah, uh, but they they have yeah. they 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 should have made an example of him to a certain extent. Now, I'm not saying you know put him in prison for three years or something like that, but I'm I think like listen, if he was a 21 year old or 20 20 year old, I'd say you know what he's a bit boisterous. Yeah, yeah I understand, but he's a 35 year old man. Exactly that, mate. And give I him, think give him give him some porridge and let him learn. Yeah, he he admitted he'd had six pints. Well, maybe that's how he behaves after he's had six pints. He's got a problem. Um, he got carried away with the passion well, of the day. I had six pints, I've been a coma, yeah. But yeah, but you're like me, you don't drink, do you? Like, really, no. now, no, so no, like... no, but I don't drink, but I drink six pints, I've been a coma. Yeah. If I drunk 20 bottles, I'd be fine. <laughs> it's weird, I just can't drink pints. So, as part of his 12 month community order, he's got to indicate 100. 100 hours of unpaid work and he's barred from watching football. It's like... Pathetic. It's for it, pathetic. Is, it is. I think it's pathetic because what can happen is if someone does... Hopefully it doesn't happen, right? But if someone does commit a small serious attack on a player, they can use his sentence and his defence as an example in their defence. It it, it, yes, yes, it does. But, you know... From my experience, it ultimately comes down to the judge and how he feels in the day. So, yeah, no, I, I do get that, but I just think even if they'd given him fucking a month in jail just to set an example, 
because he was a shit house. You might have a judge that's 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 happened before. He's seen something. Like, you know what? I've had enough of this crap. Six months. Boom. Don't care what your British listeners are saying now. This is a president. Yeah. So you just never know. I when I got when I, when I turned up in court, I turned up in court. I'm a barrister. He's coming over like shaking his head. I'm like, <laughs> what? It's not good. I'm like, why? Just because of the judge. No, the judge was a, a, a director of Liverpool Football Club and he was a wanker. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> and the, the barrister come over to me. He's like, ah, proper shakers. And I'm like, what? It's not good. <clears throat> that is the judge we didn't want. I'm like, all right. Great, great. <laughs> so it all depends on, a, on, on the judge you get, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool director. Back, you know. <laughs> but like... And he slammed me as well. Give me the, the highest that you could give me. Yeah, I can done you up like a kipper. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just hope, and it's about, like, I, th- I don't understand the fucking thirty-five-year-old behaving like that. Anyway, I gotta be honest, I don't get it at all. Like, but you know, whatever. Um, but then even like in the Man City game, we had all of there's uh, De Bruyne's walking and taking a corner and walking around the pitch, he's getting hit with bottles, and the fucking stewards, the stewards literally do nothing. They just stand there watching it, mate. The the the, the... Mate, what they're gonna do? The the volunteers, they don't get paid. I, no, I no, I get that. And I, I understand they don't, you know, they absolutely shouldn't do anything which is gonna, you know, put them in danger or confrontation. But like if you see people throwing coins or throwing bottles, that's literally what you're there for. It's just the ta- that the, the English mentality, isn't it? Well, mind you, it probably happened abroad as well, but you've got one of the best players in the world walking past you. And your instinct is to throw bottles and a coin. Just... Well, in Spain, they throw pigs out, didn't they? At Figo. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. Turn around, there's a literally a pig's head there. Crazy. The Who best one I... that into the flipping ground, didn't it? Why? It must have stunk. Stuck it up his jacket. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, People throwing stuff on a pitch. The best one. Grow, usually seen. grown men as well. It's, it's just yeah, weird. It is strange behaviour, mate. The one I the the best one I ever seen in Spain was when um, they threw like bananas or something at Danny Alves, and he turned around and just started eating the banana as he's taking the corner. And there you could see them all behind him going fucking nuts because they've <laughs> done it obviously to get at him and being you know yeah. racial abuse and, well, that, and he's that's just how, that's how you spin it round. It's they want the reaction. Of them. Yeah, that, that's what they want. So if you just laugh it off, or like someone's like threw a flipping a, a beer, and someone's picked it. Yeah, someone drew drunk that. Who did that? Drunk. Someone drunk a beer when the yeah. beer got thrown in. So I can't remember who it was now. But um, yeah, I don't know, mate. Do you think it happens? Um, it, happens. it happens, doesn't it? But yeah, just weird, just a weird mentality. That your first thought is to throw. It's weird. If I asked you a question, right? If I asked you, top your head, how long do you think Ten Hag will be Manchester United manager for? What's your first response to that? Like, what's the first? Oh, I would say at least, at least five years. At least these these people are coming in and they're saying they want a youth youth structure and all this business. You got the per, you got the perfect person there now. He likes, it, play, likes playing youth players if they're good enough. 
that's the philosophy of Man United players. We've had a, a youth player in the squad since 1930 or something like that. Something daft. Yeah. So I did see one report in one of the papers uh, about a week ago, which said that the one of the people who was up to buy United were they wanted a top like well, I can't remember how they described it. Basically, wanted like a sexy name to take over from Ten Hag. They would have they would sack him and. That would be catastrophic for the relationship Who? with the Who? fans. Who's top there's, manager? There's no one there, is there? No, this guy is an up, most up and coming and best manager around. Ban on. Paul Gascoigne, uh, Borough fan says, Paul, Paul Gascoigne picked up a Mars bar at Borough, ate it when, uh, when they played against Newcastle. That's how you do it, isn't it? That's how you deal with it. Is yeah, it's just like people got no sense. Do you remember when he picked the yellow card up to the ref and he dropped? Oh, him? yeah, he's got, got sent off. He got sent off for that, didn't he? <laughs> it's just like, mate, what is wrong with you? But I've seen a few refs, um, like clips of refs, where the players do something similar, like with the yellow card, and they book them and they send them off and whatever. Like, come on, just have yeah, a bit of fun point. with it, isn't it? Um, let's do some predictions, man. Let's do some predictions. Yeah, let me get some scrum. Do you reckon um, there's any chance United win the Premier League this year, just while I bring up the Super 6 games for this week? Because I said to you, I think probably before the Arsenal game, I think, or that run of games, but I said I felt like United were... They, I just felt like out of the three of them, United were the ones who would just keep churning out wins. The other ones, too, I think they got a wobble in them and you weren't having it. You just didn't think it. You thought it was too so I said, I felt like United are going to just quietly keep churning out victories and good results in the Premier League. Man City just don't seem at the moment to be able to get a run of games where they go on the run we're kind of expecting them to. And I think Arsenal will bottle it or have a wobble, which will cost them the title. So I just think that I've got a feeling United are going to end up winning the league. And obviously, about a month, a month ago, you said, no, I don't think so. I think it's too early. Man City will win it. Have you changed your sort of thought process with that at all? My thought process is, whatever happens, the Premier League will end up in Manchester. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I just uh, The one thing I think with United is they're in all four competitions. Something historically... His, history tells us something's got to something's got to give. Like you know, they with all the games they got to play, something's got to give, and some you know they'll drop points or they'll go out of one of them. It's just historically the way it is. So, like historically, Sorry, I was just saying historically. When you're in the all four competitions, like something's got to give. You go out one, or you lose drop points in the Premier League, or whatever. Like, well, one, once there's only one game left. Yeah, so obviously you got the final. Uh, um, it's uh, this Sunday or next Sunday. Next Sunday. And, <laughs> it does me in when people say this, mate. It, it really does me in. Players don't want to train; they want to play football. Yeah. Now, as long as you've got the players to cope with it, they'll be happy to play. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Because you don't want to train. You want to play football. But you have to have the squad for it. And 
this is what you want. You want to be in all competitions. Well, mate, so, I think United squad now. I, I just, yeah, don't, yeah. It's, no, it's not not an issue. It's it's an issue if you if you end <laughs> this season with no nothing to show yeah. for it. Then it's an issue. But no, I've been used to watching United over the years playing for multiple competitions, and it, it, it's it's how we operate. What about if United don't win a trophy this year and finish fifth? Yeah, then from, it's from where they are. No, it's it's. I don't really see that happening. No, I don't either. But but, like, but if that would happen, something I would, I would have had to go terribly wrong. Yeah. Maybe an injury to like Casemiro or Rashford. Or something. Yeah, something would have had to go terribly wrong. But you know, even if you do get an injury to Rashford or Casemiro, you've got to deal with these yeah. deal with these kind of injuries, and he's got to overcome them. So, Thing is, mate. If I'd said to you at the start of the season, would you take third place and a, and the league cup? You'd have taken that all day long. Yeah, yeah, yes. Especially after the first two games. So I yes. think. Yes, but now I want at least two. Yeah. Would you set one final, in the final one? And really, if we beat Barcelona, we should be winning. Once you come out of this game, should should be favourites. Yeah, I think that's a fair. Fair assumption, and obviously the FA Cup. There's a way to go, so it depends on the draws. Yeah, yeah. who we Last get. You know, we could get City, we could get one of the big teams, but still, if we get to the semis of the final, you'd, you'd fancy us. But the league is probably the outside bet. Yeah, uh, right. Predictions to finish there, mate. If anyone's got any questions, to get them in quick. Uh, Nottingham Forest versus Man City. I've gone three-one City. Is that Forest though? Two-one City. No, 2 0 City. Uh, Chelsea at home to Southampton. I gone 2 0 Chelsea, but I'm seriously, seriously. Uh, I haven't got a manager. I'm yeah, that's go, kind of why I've gone with it. I'm going to go 1 1. Okay. I've I gone 2 0 Chelsea, but I'm not confident in it. Uh, Everton, Everton versus Leeds at the Goodison Park. Everton versus Leeds. Mm. I've gone two all I have made. Just so you can copy me. Three one, Everton. Uh the Scousers are a away to Newcastle United. No I'm gonna go Liverpool away win this one. Interesting. I got one all I got one all. And Liverpool did look a lot better against them. I'm gonna go one nil. One nil Liverpool. United are playing home against Leicester City, I would imagine they're going to rotate quite a few players because they've got Barca next week and the cup final. Yes, but it's Thursday. But, like, so I'm looking at people like Bruno Fernandes, who pretty much plays every single game. Right, and if you tell Bruno Fernandes he's not playing, I bet he's going to go, yeah, what are you doing and what play are you about? Yeah. Like, like I, I think... Back to, I don't want to be training, I just want to be playing. Yeah, Dallow will come in when he, I think Harry Maguire when you train, will when you, when you train, you're training every day. When you play, and the next day you have a nice little recovery session. Yeah. The day after you have a nice little light training session. And it's game the next day. Mm. And you repeat, you're already match fit now. You're in the season. You don't have to train. Training's boring. Oh, I never asked you about Harry Maguire. Mate, out of all the centre-backs at United... I mean, he's bottom of the list, mate. If I was picking a team, he's he, the, the some of the passing he done against Leeds on Sunday was 
horrific, put them under so much pressure. Um, the last game on the list is uh, West Ham away at Spurs. I got three one Spurs. They're in a bit of good form. Spurs are. City at home. I mean, we're talking about home. Yeah. I'm gonna go draw one on one. One one. Interesting. Like two, two, two 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 two. Oh, it's a change right at the end. Never change your mind. Um, yeah, some big games this weekend. So it'll be interesting. It's still nil nil. Cardiff Reading. Um, Reading on massive bogey say. side for Cardiff as well. Bandstorm that was going to be. Yeah, so there's been five corners in the game, seven corners in the game. Amazing, plenty of yellow cards. Eleven shots by Cardiff City, two on target. There you go. Tells you everything about Cardiff season. Um, as always, mates, appreciate your time. Um, back to Thursdays next week because uh, Fridays are just a bit of a rush in it. Yeah, and nightmare Friday. Nightmare. But, uh, we'll, we'll be back. Hundred mile an hour down the motorway. <laughs> Allegedly, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back about. on Thursday. About yeah, about, the, about is anything between sixty nine and hundred two. <laughs> uh, no, nice one, guys. And um, we'll be back next week, Thursday, eight o'clock, normal time. Join us. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.